If you've been told that in order to sell your coaching services, you have to really focus on people's pain points, stay tuned. I'm going to be sharing five alternatives to constantly focusing on people's problems so that you can sell in a way that feels more aligned. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura Agar-Wilson, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome to the Whole Heart of Business Show. I'm Laura. I help health, life and spiritual coaches get more clients, generate more income so they can live their most aligned life. And today on the show, we're going to be talking all about sales and quite specifically about pain points and the alternatives to having to just talk about pain points when it comes to selling your coaching packages. So perhaps you have seen it mentioned or talked about online in the online business world that in order to sell, you need to be really focusing on addressing people's pain points and really highlighting these pain points and problems and even aggravating them. I can remember reading something not so long ago when it came to sales copy, find people's pain points and then aggravate them. And that's fine, but that might not feel good to you. And it doesn't necessarily feel good to me when you are taking people's pain and really poking it <laughs> with your sales copy. It might be an effective way to get more sales, but The kind of darker side of this pain point selling is that it can be manipulative and shaming and can aggravate people's trauma. So I think there's some good reasons why we don't necessarily want to really focus on people's pain points. That's not, however, to say that we completely ignore their problems. So before I get into the five alternatives to selling to people's pain points, I wanted to share what my approach to sales and sales copy and sales conversations is. And that's more balanced approach where we are recognizing people's problems and we are communicating with them that we understand what it is that they're going through but we're also balancing that out with people's aspirations and what it is that they want to gain from working with us or what we can help them achieve with our products and services. So I think having those two different ways of approaching sales copy and sales conversations. And for me, certainly for this episode, when we're talking about sales, I'm thinking sales conversations that we might have for our discovery calls, sales conversations and DMs, our sales emails that we might write, or the sales copy on our sales pages. That's the kind of thing that I'm thinking of here. So I think that this is a really much more balanced way of selling is when we don't just like really pinpoint those pain points and aggravate them in a way that can be manipulative, shaming and trauma inducing potentially and balance out time problems and showing people that we understand, but also with this other way. The other benefit of this, find people's problems and their aspirations is that some people are more driven by the problem and some people are more pulled by the solution. So doing both of that, I think just makes good sense to really mean that you're hitting as many people as possible in terms of how they're motivated and what their internal motivations are for a change or a transformation. Another side of this as well, particularly for you health and life coaches, is that people's problems around the health and life kind of topic, these can be really personal, heavy going issues and topics. And like I say, it's not that we're going to ignore them and not talk about them. It's just that we're not going to talk about it in a really manipulative pain pointy, I'm going to prod this and and really make it shameful kind of way. Now that's not to say that everyone who talks about pain points is going to do that. I just feel that in some people's copy and sometimes the way that people take this, it can go into the realms of being very negative and, and unethical sometimes. But really what I'm talking about here is like what feels good to you? Because I think this is the thing with sales. If you're doing sales in a way that feels really good to you, it becomes much, much easier. 
And for me personally, and I know for a lot of you other guys out there, this kind of more balanced approach is going to feel much, much better than really just focusing on these pain points in a bigger way. So the first thing that we're going to look at is how we can focus on the benefits of what it is that we're sharing and not just the problems. This is pretty obvious from what I've just said. But when we are having those conversations and writing that sales copy, it's about looking, yes, identifying the problems. And like I say, I don't think it's about ignoring them, but it's about balancing that out. So for example, it might be that, let's say you've got a busy mum, you're a health coach, you work with busy mums, and the problems might be things like she's knackered, she's never got time to cook a meal, never mind plan a meal, like our kids are like literally not eating all the stuff that she's spending loads of time making. And by the time she's made food for them, she's got no time to make food for herself. Like all this kind of stuff. And I'm not necessarily speaking from experience here, but you know, that those kind of things. And just to say, I did an episode of the show about writing better copy recently. Like these are the kind of examples, not your struggle with energy. Get into the real life examples with this. So those are some of the problems. And then some of the aspirations that she might have is that she wants to have more energy. She wants to feel more like herself because there's a big loss of identity when you become a mother. She wants to not be insta-perfect, but be creating decent, reasonably healthy meals that our kids will actually eat and that she can actually eat as well. So that she's not cooking like three different meals with each member of the family. It's that kind of difference. And Each of those things has a slightly different energy. Both of those are really important when it comes to communicating how our offer can help someone. So that's basically the difference that we want to be identifying is, yes, identifying the problems, but really still giving people the where we're taking them. Now, it might be that depending on like how your sales copy is structured, there's going to be a place there to talk about the benefits of your offer. And what I always say to people is, don't just talk about the features of what it is that you offer for people don't just talk about this coaching package has you know three sessions and you get email support on this talk about the actual outcomes that people can experience so there's going to be space for those outcomes but I think even in just like talking about their hopes and dreams for themselves and talking in that really down-to-earth real-life language is extremely powerful so we want to be talking about that alongside those problems as well not just having a section where it's all problems mixing in some of that you just wish that you have this dream of being able to be that mum who like has a shit together that you don't have to be Instagram perfect to be that mum like talking about that is really powerful number two is another it's actually quite similar to the last one but there's a slight difference in this so this is really about highlighting the positive outcomes and not just the negative outcomes of not doing your thing so what you'll often find people do in sales conversations and sales copy is the talk about what will happen if you don't do this thing now I'm not saying not to do that because I still think that's quite an effective thing I think asking people to ask that question to themselves what happens if you do nothing or what happens if you don't join this program what happens then I think is really useful but we want to counter that with a bit of pulling people forward and actually sharing what those positive outcomes can look like again very similar to the last point but I think this is more about thinking in that part of your sales conversations where you are having that conversation about what happens if you don't do this, what happens if you don't buy this thing, it's okay, so these are the good things. So if you do 
choose to join us today, if you do choose to sign up for this coaching package now. Another good part of this as well is giving people a reason to move now. So this is another kind of like more, slightly more positive spin on it, but perhaps it's not so much the conversations about the outcomes, but maybe it's more about here's a reason why you should be doing this now. Here's positive reasons why you should be doing it now. So give people those positive reasons about why they should be looking at this now. That's another really good way to bring in some more of that kind of other side of that conversation, that other side, that more positive side of the copy that we want to bring in and the conversation that we want to bring in. And that can be really useful as well. And then I want to talk about using social proof. Now, this is something that is really powerful and social proof is basically screenshots of things like email conversations, Instagram DMs, Facebook comments, Voxer chats, things like that. That kind of social proof is really powerful because it says something to people's brains that this is real. It feels more like proof than just seeing someone's testimonial kind of there. And at the end of the day, like both can be faked if someone really wanted to fake it. But for some reason, it feels more genuine, I think, when we see it as like a screenshotted thing. So using social proof throughout your, and this is really a sales copy thing, and you could send social proof to people after a discovery call or before a discovery call so they can see that there. But using social proof is really powerful. And again, usually what you find with social proof is that it's really people talking about hey, I've benefited from this thing. Hey, isn't this amazing, this result that I've got? Hey, isn't this thing awesome? Hey, isn't working with this coach amazing? And that's the kind of stuff that you want to use. So really look for that social proof. What I would say on this as well is make sure that you get people's permission to use it first. So I have, in my business, I have this on certain onboarding forms. I get people to tick to give me permission to use anonymously, screenshot their comments and things like that. You don't want to be using this without people's consent. But if you have people's permission, like use that social proof, it is really powerful. And again, it's a really great way to counter the problems focused stuff because nearly always social proof is the positive outcomes that someone has experienced. Number four is to simply build relationships with people. This is less of a sales copy or sales conversation kind of hack. This is much more about the fact that when you are connecting with people and they are getting to know you and trust you, there's a less of a need, I think, to have to be like really focused on pain points in a negative way. I think when people know what you're about, they know what you stand for, they know what kind of results they're going to get with you. Basically, when people know you well, the stuff that's on the sales page isn't as important as it would be if they didn't. So if you're talking to a warmer audience, people who know you, like you, trust you, the stuff on the sales page is important, but it's not as important because they know you and they trust you and they know what they're going to get. Whereas if someone doesn't know you at all, like that's where they might need a bit more kind of sales stuff to help them make that decision. Sales stuff, I'm being very professional in my language that I'm using here, but the sales stuff that they might need. So basically, if you are building relationships, building connection with people, sharing a bit more about yourself, showing people that you actually know what it is that you're on about, all of that kind of stuff, that is really going to help because you're going to be less reliant on your sales copy in general to have to do the bulk of the selling. Now that's not to say that that's like a big solution to this overall, it's just something that will help in general and I think that helps business in general every which way you look at it. So really think about how am I building connection, how am I building relationships with people because then we don't need to go into some of that manipulative side, sales copy, to get sales and get results. We can do that because people are going to know, like and trust us. 
And then finally, it's just to be honest with people. So I feel that like this is a really important part of sales conversations and sales copy is just to be really upfront with people. The fact is your product or service is not going to be right for every single person. And I think one when you are really honest about that, whether that's in your sales copy or in your sales conversations, that builds a lot more trust. And again, it means that you don't have to go down these like really elaborate pain points and this manipulative language. You can just be honest with people and say this is going to be for you when you can just be honest about whether or not something is going to be right for someone and you're not going after every sale, no matter the cost I think that's the, that's part of the thing. And I think part of this really is about just having confidence in yourself and your offer and what it is that it stands for. I think that's a really big part of this as well. Can you just have the confidence in what it is that you offer without having to use the language that doesn't feel good to you and actually just selling that in a way that feels much more authentic? And actually, that's probably the best way to sum all of this up. Use the language that feels authentic to you. And I had a conversation recently with a client about the language that she was using on her sales page and she felt that she was over-promising the results that she could get for people. And this is like slightly the opposite because we were really talking about the results and she was talking about pain points, but not in a kind of, not in a way that where you really like aggravating those pain points. But I think this is a similar-ish conversation and it's really about just believing in what it is that you're offering in the program, selling the shit out of it, but doing so in a way that feels good to you. Now, sometimes that can be tricky because often when we are selling our own products or services, like we tend to hold back a little bit. We might not think it's as awesome as it actually is. And that's where working with a coach or a mentor can really help. Like I'm often cheerleading my clients and saying, this is really awesome. Look at all these testimonies and all the social proof that you've got and just, you know, really helping them say that. But actually, if you're just selling your stuff and being really confident and honest in the, results that it can get for people you don't necessarily have to go into that all of that icky heavy painful sales copy or sales conversations in order to get sales there we have it there's a few tips for you to consider if you don't want to just be talking about pain points and like I say I think the overarching message of this episode of the show is to approach sales in a balanced way yes we want to recognize people's problems and we want to let them know that they are understood but we don't necessarily want to aggravate those pain points in a way that is manipulative trauma-inducing and generally it makes us feel icky. We want to have a much more balanced approach. And like I say, just to recap the different things, we can really focus on like the beneficial outcomes, like the aspirations that our people have. We can talk about the benefits and focus on the benefits of moving now and actually taking action to get into the program or the service now. We can talk about sharing our social proof, like that is so powerful. Sharing social proof that tends to naturally actually highlight all of the great positive outcomes and benefits that people will get from working with us. We can be really honest in our sales copy. We can just be honest and genuine about what's right for people, what's not right for people. And we can create our sales copy from a place of alignment. And of course, as well, we want to be building relationships with people so that actually the sales copy is not as important as it might otherwise be because people get to know us, they connect with us, they know what they're going to get with us and it just makes that whole process of someone wanting to work with us much more streamlined and less reliant on having to use copy that aggravates or that stresses people out basically. So as always guys I would love to know what your thoughts are on this episode. If you're listening on the podcast please leave me a review, it is so helpful if you enjoy 
any of this stuff that I put out every single week, just leaving a review, it takes literally, if you're on Apple, it takes a few seconds, just go into your app, hit the stars, or you don't even have to leave a comment, it would mean a lot. And also if you are listening on Spotify, I believe you can leave reviews on Spotify as well, that would be so helpful and absolutely amazing. I'd love to know what your thoughts are on this. Do you find focusing on pain points really difficult when it comes to sales? Does this feel better, this idea of having a more balanced point of view? Like I say, I think in general, most people do have a balanced kind of approach with this stuff, but very occasionally the advice comes out is that you should be really focused on people's pain points. And I don't necessarily think that has to be the case. One thing that I will say around this conversation as well is that when it comes to niching, the conversation that I would have around this is slightly different. And that's not to say that I wouldn't talk about pain points, but when we're talking about niche, it's a different conversation and something that I will probably do an episode of the show on because I have lots of thoughts on profitable niches, different kinds of services that you want to sell, pain points and aspirations and all of that stuff. But I will save that for another episode of the show. So let me know if you want to hear more about that. But yeah, I really hope that's been helpful, guys. I will see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.